Mic check, we're on, we're ready, let's go. Mic check. Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah K Podcast. We're back. Um, sorry for my absence. I went on a road trip with my high school football team. Um, good trip. Didn't come out with the win that they won or the result that they won, but good trip. Um, good trip. But the only thing was the only thing that was wrong was the damn bus. The bus was hot. The bus was not a setting for a human. The uh, the bus was not and like it was not conditioned for a human being to be in that bus for hours. Um, the bus ride on on the way to Pennsylvania was very hot. Tur- it, it was very hot. Very hot. No AC. That that those were not those those were not like those weren't human like conditions. Those weren't human friendly conditions. Those those were not those were not human friendly conditions. Though that that bus was steaming hot. I mean, when I woke up, I took a nap. When I woke up, I was sweating. My whole body was just sweating. Those were not human like conditions. But throughout the trip, the bus was cool, and I think. The bus was mainly hot because it was hot outside and the, just the heat was getting in and the heat was, con, you know, a lot of heat was being drawn in. But the bus was absolutely hot. Absolutely hot. Absolutely hot. Terrible. We got a lot to get into, though. We got a lot to get into today. We have a lot to get into today. We have a lot to go into it's a lot to talk about, a lot of breaking and shocking news, a lot going on. Um, I just was absent while it was happening. Uh, I got back from a good road trip, but I was just not, I, I was absent. And um, when this, when all this news broke, I was absent. Um, so we got college football. We got Trevor Lawrence, we got Florida Miami, we got Jimmy G's uh second preseason game. We we I mean we got a lot. We got Cam Newton Cam Newton's injury, Andrew Luck and him retiring out of nowhere. The White Howard to the Lakers, I don't get it. Um the Texans got a few injuries. I don't I, you know. This is just what this is just the season where a lot of team this is just the setting where a lot of players get hurt and a lot of meaningful players so it's just very hard for you know to just go down and see injuries such as those, but it's it, especially to teams that have high aspirations. It's those are tough blows. Those are tough blows. Those are tough blows. So let's start with college football. College football is here. College football. We got our first college football game yesterday, last night, featuring Miami going against number eight. Number eight ranked Florida. Uh, Florida got the win, twenty four to twenty. Um, their Franks, the kid Franks, their quarterback. He played. He played well. Miami. Miami. A couple years ago, they had a great year. Um, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, Miami's back," and then since then, they have fell off a little bit. But Miami, they didn't look too bad yesterday. I was actually surprised how well they played going up against Florida. Um, but that was a great game. Always an anticipated rivalry with those two teams. A lot of talent, a lot of history, a lot of former 
NFL players play for those programs. Big, big game, good game. Um, I watched it. It was good. It, it was just good to have some college football back. Uh, the power rankings or the, well, not the power rankings, but the AP uh, Top 25 came out this, you know, a couple days ago. Um, has Clemson at number one, not surprising. Alabama number two, not a surprise at all. Georgia at three, then Oklahoma at four, and Ohio State rounds out the top five. Then at six, you have LSU. Then at seven, Michigan. Eight, Florida. Like I just mentioned them. Number nine and Notre Dame. And to top the list off at ten, Texas. Uh, not really much to argue about. Not really much to argue about. Yeah, it's the same dominant powers, dominant programs. Uh, that you know that that's gonna be good every year. It's not much of a, it's not much of a debate. You can't really debate over, you know, the, this list. It, it's the top, it's the best ten programs in, throughout the nation. You can't really do do much debating. Um, but Florida got the win. They start off one and zero. Then we have more college football on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, I'm gonna be definitely tuning in. I can't wait. I was excited to this see just to see some college football, just to see it. And I always found it strange that these 18, 19-year-olds in college football, they come right out of high school. They go into, yeah, they got their summer, like their summer games and their spring games. And they have that going against each other. But they don't play preseason. <laughs> and you, 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 these pros, they play four preseason games. NFL play four preseason games. I don't know why they do four. Should be like two or three, but they play four preseason games, and these high school—I mean, technically, these high school and eighteen, nineteen-year-old players—they come right out of high. They come right into playing just regular football, regular regular season games. Phenomenal. I mean, I never quite got it why the NFL plays four preseason games, but okay. But like I said, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, my predictions: College football. We was talking about parity during NBA free agency and how Kawhi Leonard created parity in the NFL. I mean, in the NBA, and you know the league is balanced and it's it's a league full of dynamic duos. We talked about that and how the NBA for some time with the Warriors dominating and with LeBron dominating, we talked about for some time that the NBA lacked parity. Well, it has parity now. You know what sport that we don't talk about that has that 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 don't have no parity whatsoever? It's college football, and I love college football, and I think it's because we love college football. It's that's the reason why we don't tend to bring it up. But if you want to talk about parity and lack of other teams and lack of talent on some of these programs and these programs throughout the nation, college football is it. It is exactly it. I just read you the top ten. Li- I just read you the top ten list out of the top twenty-five. It's the sa- It's it's ba- it's practically the same schools every year. And I mean, I, I have no problem with this. But we, we, if we're gonna talk about parity 
in the NBA and how much and there's no parity in the NBA and it's two teams in the finals every single year. Well, you had that in college football as well. You and you had that you have that in college football for years now. But I guess with this new with the new playoff four, Clemson's made it just about every year. Alabama has made it every year. And, you know, and we're, and we're probably most we're most likely we're most likely going to get Alabama and Clemson part four this year. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. I know everybody. Oh, Georgia, Georgia, and Ohio State and Michigan. I get it. You 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 want to see somebody else? I get it. But we're probably going to get another Dabo Sweeney and Clemson and Nick Saban and Alabama part four national title game in the college playoff. In the college football four, that's what we're probably gonna get this year. That is what we're gonna get this year. I, I, you know, I, that is what we're gonna get. And you know, it's the same powerhouse programs in the top twenty-five and the top ten. It's the same programs. Like I said, I have I have nothing wrong with it, but and you want to talk about like Southern dominance and oh my gosh, Clemson and Alabama. They're in the South. Yeah, Clemson's in the ACC. Yeah, and Bama's in the SEC. But you want to talk about you want to talk about geographical dominance? Michigan never made it to the playoff four yet. Notre Dame made it, but every time Notre Dame is put on TV on a in a big game, they struggle. Especially going against Alabama, they struggle. They they they're they're absolutely horrible. Anytime you put Notre Dame on TV, and it's you know. College football four or national title, they get they get spanked. They get spanked. Um, Texas, they ran off the top ten. Um, I like their roster. I'm not so sure how talented they are compared to some of these teams like Florida. Florida has a very athletic defense that I saw yesterday, and they have playmakers on offense. Like Florida's really good. Um, I'm but I, with Texas, I'm just not sure if they're as talented. As as some of these other teams in the top ten, I think Texas last year their success came from um, from a lot of energy. I feel I, I feel like their success came from a lot of energy because they didn't have a lot of first round or second round. They didn't have a lot of high draft picks last year. So I feel like Texas wins and success last year was predicated off of energy, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know we're gonna talk about top 10 and we're looking at these programs georgia clemson alabama and georgia oklahoma ohio state lsu michigan florida and notre dame they all are great talent wise they're all a great talent wise and they got and they're, they're they're like they're nfl type guys go high in the draft texas guys didn't go high in the draft but wasn't a lot of texas players that entered the draft and got drafted there weren't a lot of guys so you know, I don't. I'm not so sure if Texas. Um, I, I, I I'm not doubting that they 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 can't be a top ten team in the nation, but t- talent wise, just with no, with not seeing them play a game yet, I'm not so sure if they're just on the same level or pedestal like a Florida or Clemson or Georgia or Ohio State or LSU defensively. I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, but Texas, I think they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to be good this year. 
I think it's going to be very good this year. Um, now, I also saw in the top 25, I also saw that this is past the 10. Texas and them at 12, Oregon at 11, Washington and Utah at 13 and 14. So then you see the, you see the balance where, you know, you get the Pac-12 in here. Pac-12, it, it, the Pac-12 gets overlooked. Uh, it, well, no, I take that back. The Pac-12 doesn't get overlooked. The Pac-12 just, I don't think they're, they don't have, they can't scout and recruit the same amount of talent that Clemson and Alabama can, or Ohio State can, or Georgia can, or, or even Oklahoma, or Florida. I don't think they can, I don't, they, 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 they can't get the type of talent that they, that these other, these other Southern powers get. I don't think they can. They, they, they just don't. Then you have Auburn at 16, UCF at 17, Michigan State at 18, Wisconsin at 19, Iowa and Iowa State at 20 and 21, Syracuse at 22, Washington State at 23, Nebraska at 24, and Stafford at 25. They showed the Big Ten a lot of love in this first top 25. I got a Big Ten team in the top five. I got... Then I got Penn State at 15, Michigan and Michigan State and Wisconsin at 18 and 19. Well, no. I have Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State at 18, 19, 20, and 21. Then to top it off, I have Nebraska at 24. That's about six teams out of the Big Ten that's in the top 25. That's pretty good. They show they they showing a, a lot of love for the Big Ten. Um there's been like rumors or, or chatter where the, the like the playoff, the committee for the playoff, they've shown some love to Ohio State a couple times over the few over the past few years with their selections. So it's just interesting. Um, my teams that I want to that I'm gonna look closely at. This is different from my NFL breakout teams. Because I don't think these teams are going to absolutely break out. But my teams that I'm closely looking at, um, I'm looking at Michigan. I'm looking at Michigan with Jim Harbaugh at the helm. Of course, he's going into his fifth year. I'm a big fan of Jim Harbaugh. I I absolutely love Jim Harbaugh as a coach. Um, but I got to call a spade a spade. Jim Harbaugh is a former quarterback. His defenses have been good at Michigan, um, especially for the for the especially for the last few years when he's got when he's gotten his recruits in there. His defenses have been great. They've been phenomenal. They've been they've been statistically top tops in the nation at just about every statistical category. But he has had trouble finding the right quarterback, and he's he hasn't been able to. Break the doors open offensively. And I thought last year with uh, Shea Patterson, he was a dual threat guy. I thought that was the year that they that Michigan finally breaks out and could beat Ohio State and could win the Big Ten and win the Big Ten Conference. And then hopefully they get the committee on their side and they can advance to the college football four. I thought that I thought last year was Michigan's year, 
But then they had a couple late losses. They started off really great. They started off really well. They 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 ran into some trouble week one against Michigan. But then I mean against Michigan, against Notre Dame at Notre Dame, which was which was a tough game. And then Notre Dame throughout the season proved to be a really good team. Especially especially with running the football. Um now Michigan after that, they had a great run. They had a great stretch. I think they pulled off what, eight, nine straight wins. And then they ran into Big Bad Wolf, Ohio State, and Urban Meyer. With Urban Meyer gone now, Jim Harbaugh, you know, this is many, many look at this as the perfect year to be, to finally, for Michigan to finally beat Ohio State. And I'm not, I'm not going to say whether or not they're going to do it because I haven't even seen neither team play. Uh, they, Ohio State has a new coach. I think Ohio State is still going to be good. I don't know if they're going to be. I don't know if they're going to be like Urban Meyer. I don't know if they're going to be like that how, how they were under Urban Meyer. But I think Ohio State is still going to be good because they have a lot of talent. They got Justin Fields. I, he, he's a transfer quarterback from Georgia. I like him. I like him. So I have to see what Michigan and and what Ohio State look like, what product they look like on the field. I have to see what they do. But um, I like Jim Harbaugh, and I think he's a good coach. Some some coaches within the Big Ten, especially, they don't particularly like how he carries himself and the ego and all that. Okay, who cares? I like Jim Harbaugh, and I think this is his year. This is the perfect year. Where he can finally get over a hump and get that monkey off his back because he is 0-4 against against Ohio State. And a lot of and we give him a lot of praise, but people like me that give him a lot of praise and media members, they, they they tend to look at me like, hey, you give him all this praise, but he struggled against Michigan State and he hasn't beaten Ohio State yet, and he hasn't won the Big Ten yet. So I can't argue against that. He has to beat Ohio State, and he has to win the Big Ten this year. Simple as that. He has to win the Big Ten this year. And I, I, this, is, this is the perfect year for Michigan to do it. This, the, this is the perfect year for Michigan to do it. Penn State's, really, Penn State's good, but I don't think they're good enough where I, I can see them actually beating Michigan. But any, anything can happen on any given Saturday. But I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're actually good enough to beat a Michigan or, or an Ohio State type team. I think. I, 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 th- I just think Penn State. I think they'll be good enough where they still remain in the top twenty-five. But I think when they run against Ohio State and Michigan, I think they'll lose those games. Um, but that is my team. That, that I'm looking. I'm, I'm be looking very closely to Michigan State. I want I'm Michigan, not Michigan State. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. I, I, I'm going to look very closely into them because I think this is their year, and I want to see them win the Big Ten. That's just me. I just want to see Michigan win the Big Ten this year and get over the hump. Um, another team, Texas A&M. A lot, they, t- they tell me Texas A&M is going to be good all the time. They tell me how Texas A&M is a different team. They're talented, and they're ready to go against Bama and Georgia and all these teams. They, they tell me this every year about Texas A&M. Um, I like Texas A&M. I like I, 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 I especially like Jimbo. I think Jimbo is going to do a good job. 
I'm not so sure about their ranking. I said they were ranked 12. I don't know if they could remain at 12. Um, I, they, they're certainly. I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them going undefeated in the in in the SEC this year. I don't see them doing going that doing that this year. But I think Texas and be. I think they'd be good. And I think this is just a good stepping stone for them. But I just don't like how people they 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 always tell me the media always tells me oh my gosh Texas A&M is going to be they're going to be good this year they they're going to be it this year I'm not saying they're going to be bad this year but I can't see it because any big game that you put Texas A&M in they kind of tremble they kind of fall so I, I'm not just ready to just you know give them all of that when I haven't seen them play yet so. College football is back. I can't wait. Heisman, you know, we're going to have Jalen Hearns. I think he's going to have a good season in Oklahoma under that system with Lincoln Riley. I think he's going to do a good job. He's going to have a he's going to have some good numbers. I think he I think his numbers will be good enough and he'll have enough talent around him where I think NFL scouts will look at him and I think he'll probably enter the NFL draft. Mind you, I'm not big on Jalen Hearns as as others are or optimistic about his NFL, you know, his NFL, like, his, as far as him being a prospect in the NFL, I'm not big on him. Um, he, he lacks the photo. When he was in Bama, I can only tell, I can only say what I saw at Bama. When he was at Bama as the starting quarterback, he was good. He won a lot of games. But he won a lot of games with his legs. He didn't do it with his arm. He struggled to push the ball down the field vertically. Um, that that's what held Alabama back a couple years where he couldn't he couldn't really throw the ball down the field vertically. And with this new system in Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley and all the explosive down the field weapons that Oklahoma would have, starting with C. D. Lamb. I think I think he had put up some good numbers, and NFL scouts might look at him. But as far as his NFL outlook, I don't like it, and I don't know. I, I just I'm just not a big fan on uh, on Mr. Hearn. I'm sorry, I'm just not a big fan on Jalen Hearns. But I think he had put up some good numbers. Uh, Tula Tua Tua Tonkavaloa from Alabama. He'll do. He'll have a great year, and then oh my God, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm gonna get to him about. I'm gonna get to Trevor Lawrence um, next. He's phenomenal. The kid is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, but like I said, let's get to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he is the best college quarterback prospect I ever seen. With my two eyes, I know a lot of people say John Elway because of his physical abilities. And he didn't win. And John Elway, mind you, John Elway didn't look, win a lot of games at Stafford. But just his physical abilities and his accuracy and, you know, all the, 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 persona, the persona and then the swag and then all of that. And, and all of that combined, a lot of people say, John Elway. This kid, Trevor Lawrence, is by far the best quarterback prospect I have ever seen. With my two eyes. I don't think there's nobody better. That I have seen. 
this kid has it all. This kid has the measurables. He has the he has the he has a nice frame, good body. He has all the physical abilities. He's mobile as well. He's very mobile. He but he's a pocket passer. He he has it all. He has the arm strength. He has the accuracy. He has a great he has a throws a great ball. Great touch on the ball. His pocket presence, his poise, his demeanor, his swagger. The kid has it all. I think the closest thing as far as his greatness as a prospect in college football, I think the closest thing is Andrew Luck, where Andrew Luck had a he, he had a rebuilding Stanford team and th- that Stanford team, he, he he won a lot of games at Stanford with basically a rebuilding Stafford team with Jim Harbaugh. Um, Andrew Luck, he showed all these same signs as well. Uh, but Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, he is something. He is going to be special. You heard it here first. Trevor Lawrence is going to be special. He's going to be special. I mean, the kid, I mean, whew. I, I, I haven't seen nothing like it. I haven't seen nothing like it. And I heard some media members they that they, they have said some of the same things, and they're already you, you you guys may think that I might be proclaiming him as a as a uh, as a as a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer already. But it doesn't take long to spot it. It does not. It does not take long to spot it, or oh, he's going to work at the next level, or that's going to be it, or he's it. It doesn't take long to. It don't take long to see that. It doesn't take long to see that. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's not going to throw 50 touchdowns this year. At least I don't think so. He's going to be in that 39. He's going to be in that 35 to 40 range. But he's not going to throw 50 this year. But Patrick Mahomes has it. He has it. You can just tell he has it and he's going to work for the next 10 years. If Carson Wentz can stay healthy... He has it as well. I said the same thing about Sam Darnold, but Trevor Lawrence is on a different level. He's on a different level. This kid has it, and it doesn't take long to spot it. This guy has all the tools. He has all. He has the. He he is the total package. Trevor Lawrence. Mark my words right here. Mark the date, August twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, at five twenty two. Trevor Lawrence has it. Trevor Lawrence has it, and he's going to be all-time great. He's an all-timer. Yes, he's an all-timer. You know, you might think I'm tripping. You might think I'm moving too fast. No, I'm, I'm, prob- I'm, I'm probably moving too slow. Trevor Lawrence is an all-time great. He's, he's going to be an all-time great. He's an all-timer. It doesn't take long to spot these. It don't. It don't take long to spot these things. It don't. It really don't. He it, it, he clicks. He works. I'm sorry. He's gonna be all timer. Okay, we're back. Um. So I'm I'm not the type to tell you I told you so, but I'm just gonna say I told you so. Um. Cam Newton. Uh, I didn't see his preseason game, but I got alerts and updates, and then I saw the outcome. And in the middle of them showing the highlights, I saw that Cam Newton got hurt. I saw that Cam Newton injured his ankle. I I think it was a sprained ankle. 
And I told you, I was like, I told you this the, the previous podcasts ago where I basically mentioned and explained five quarterbacks where I think if they go down, if they get hurt, if they get injured, with their teams being so financially invested in them and schematically invested in them, I think they struggle and I think their teams will eventually have to have they will have to use their senses and draft a quarterback early in the next in, in, in this year's draft. Cam Newton is another side of this, and I'm gonna get to Andrew Luck later. Or, or next, rather. Cam Newton, once again, gets hurt by a smaller defender. Yeah, his ankles rolled, and it was an ankle injury, not so much an upper body injury, so it's not really a low, a, a big hit. But he's he's still, he's hurt, he's injured. And this is my whole point about Cam. And I don't know, I, I, I might backtrack on the Panthers being on my, being my, like, my, 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 my break, one of my breakout teams. Because I have Carolina... I have the Jets and I have the 49ers as my breakout teams and the Pittsburgh Steelers as my breakout surprise teams. Uh, I'm starting to have some pushback on that. I'm starting to have some pushback on that with that Carolina pick. I'm going to stick with it, but, I, you know, if Cam, Cam, gotta, Cam has to stay healthy. If I'm Carolina and, and Cam gets, okay, because they, they, they seem optimistic, both sides, both parties, Cam and the Panthers, they seem optimistic, even though he's in a walking boot, they seem optimistic that he's going to be for sure ready for week one. Okay, he's going to be ready for week one. That's what they're saying. That's what they're reporting. Could be, in reality... It could be something different. It could be the total opposite. His ankle is swollen and he's not feeling it at all. But if he goes down again this year and it's a it's like a significant injury, like a, a like a concussion. If he goes down again, when do the Panthers say, okay, we have to either Will Will Greer be ready and you either be ready and develop Will Greer? Or you draft a, a, a quarterback in the first round next year because you just don't your Cam's health. It's it, it's a it's a fifty fifty proposition. You don't know, and with the way how he plays and puts himself in danger, he can he he, he can get hurt at any he can get injured at any time. He can be sidelined any time. So I, you know I, I I said so I said it I said it previous podcast ago I said it I said. Be on the lookout for those those four five, those four or five quarterbacks that I gave you guys that that are constantly hurt or well, not necessarily constantly hurt, but they find themselves nicked up and banged up and injured and sidelined, and their teams have invested a lot of money in them. And these quarterbacks are young. It's for the only the only exception is Aaron Rodgers, but these quarterbacks are young and they have. Some years left in the league. I told you guys, te- these teams may be looking for a quarterback in the next dra- in the next ra- draft in the next draft early in the draft. And the Panthers they drafted Will Greer. I'm not so much. I'm not so 
I, first myself personally, uh, and you know, he had a good career at, at Virginia. I mean, at West Virginia, and he started out his career actually in Florida, but then he had to transfer due to some off the field issues to West Virginia. Put up good numbers in the Pac in the Big Twelve, but it's the Big Twelve. Who doesn't put up good numbers in a in that conference? Most of those defenses in that conference are terrible. So who don't put up good numbers in the Big Twelve? But I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I just don't like Will Greer. But I'm not high on Will Greer. I'm not high on him, and I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure how positive or. How positive thinking are the Panthers about Will Greer? I, they drafted him, and he looks okay. He looks okay in preseason, but I'm, I'm not sure. So either they develop him, and he gets ready anytime his number is called, or they look in the draft, and it's a quarterback. It's a, quarterbacks are coming out this draft. Some good quarterbacks are coming out this draft. And they look in the first round, and they say, Cam, we don't know about Cam's health. He's he's in the back side. He's in the back end of his career. He's thirty, so he's entering his thirties. I just don't know. And then he still hasn't made progressions. He still hasn't made strides to that pocket passer, or, you know, or to, or developing into a pocket passer, a more poised passer. And then they have Will Greer, and we're like, oh, Will Greer's young. He might just be a a, a career backup. We don't know. So, they may very well give Will Greer a shot if Cam goes down. And they're like, uh, we don't like what he's seeing. Uh, they might draft a quarterback in the first round. They may very well do that. And, you know, it's just, it's just very interesting that I talked about these five quarterbacks. Rodgers, Wentz, Garoppolo, Luck, and Cam Newton. And two incidents. And, well, two Breaking news! Breaking news have happened to two of these quarterbacks in the last few days. Very coincidental. Uh, Andrew Luck, his retirement, his sudden retire, his his sudden retirement from the NFL from the Colts caught me by surprise. I was shocked. I reported on it yesterday. I could not wait to speak upon speak upon on it. Or speak about it today coming in. Caught me by shock. It, it, it caught the whole NFL by shock. Um, the Indianapolis Colts fans. They didn't take it too lightly. Um, but players. Respected players. You know. Players around the league. Quarterbacks. Coaches. They paid their dues. They gave him his farewell greeting. His farewell Respect and paying his respect to them, them paying his respect to him. Um, just a tough story. He said he would, he was Andrew Luck retired due to um, being mentally wore down and his just the rehabilit the rehabilitation process of certain injuries. He had a torn labrum that sidelined him for a whole two thousand. For the whole entire 2017 season, um, just consistent injuries and consistent taking consistent bangs and bruises every week, weekend, 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 week out. Um, 
for his first few years in Indianapolis, I said Indianapolis had to do a better job of putting putting some protection around him or a, or a running game, some some sense of a running game, because India it, it took them. He didn't have a hundred yard rusher for like three seasons, and then his offensive line he got he got he had the I think he had sacked the most his first out of. In the first three seasons of his career, he got sacked the most out of any quarterback in the in the, in the league. So, and I said it in twenty seventeen after that injury, and he had to do he had to get surgery on his shoulder. I said he he that's gonna take some years off his career because they have just they have he he's beaten up he's broken up he's going into his eighth year this year. Most most people, most media people, most media guys, ha, ha, they have Andrew Luck as a top ten, top seven quarterback in this league. He had led the coast to the playoffs and a playoff win against the Texans. Went eleven, went ten and one in his last eleven games last year. Because remember, the Colts got off to a rough start. They 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 finished eleven and five last year and. Rounded about ten wins the the last eleven games. They're phenomenal. They have a phenomenal roster. I saw the coach this year with a healthy Andrew Luck and that defense and the weapons that he has around him. I saw the Colts as a potential AFC championship type team. I saw them as that this year. Um, I don't. They have Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is a talented backup. Um, he showed so some he showed some some signs of life in 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 New England, but it was a small sample size. And good thing Indianapolis made that trade with Dorsett, and they got it through with Brissett. And Brissett is now their backup quarterback, and now their starter. You know, I just don't see them. I they they they're not they're not the same team with without Andrew Luck. They're not the same team with Andrew Luck, without him. You put anybody else behind him, behind the center, behind center, under center, they're just not the same team. And I like Jacoby Brissett, and I like I, I love the coach roster. It's the reason why I had them in my Super Bowl bubble, and I'm gonna get to that. Um, but just tough. It's this just a tough and sad story with Andrew Luck. Um, he was. If he could have finished out his career, he he um he was well on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Um, he played eighty six games. He had the most. He had the third most touchdowns in eighty six games. I think Marino and Aaron Rodgers. Marino and Aaron Rodgers was were the only two that had more touchdowns in the span of eight in their first eighty six games. So he was third amongst that. Um, he definitely rejuvenated the Colts franchise because remember when Andrew Luck came out of Stanford in in the 2012 draft the Colts were 1-15 that year that previous year Andrew I mean Andrew Luck Peyton Manning had the serious troubling neck issue and the neck injury and he had surgery that sidelined him then the Colts released him and then he went to Denver and the Colts basically took a chance on Andrew Luck and it was a good and wise chance because he, Andrew Luck coming out of Stanford was all that and a bag of chips and he proved to be worth the number one pick and some more and he turned that 
team to a 1-15 team to an 11-5 playoff team. In his rookie year, he won he won a playoff game. Then his second year, sophomore year, he won a, he won his second first two playoff games. And then his third year, he got to the he advanced the Colts to the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, where the Flake Gate, where that's where the Flake Gate um, happened, where the balls were deflated, and that was against the Colts. The Colts had no chance in that game, though. <laughs> the Colts had no chance. Um, but just a sad story with sad ending with Andrew Luck. Sad, just sad. And I, I'm a big Andrew Luck fan. I love them coming out of Stanford. I'm a big Andrew Luck fan. I'm huge on Andrew Luck, and I was huge on Andrew Luck coming into this season. He made a serious argument for in to win MVP last year. If Mahomes didn't have such a great year or or the great year that he had last year, Andrew Luck would have been my MVP choice. 39 touchdowns, led the Colts back to the playoffs, got a playoff win. They started off 1-4 last year, I think, finished 11-5. They were good. They were very good. They were very good last year. And it's just sad to see Andrew Luck retire. And, you know, I, I don't know where the AFC South goes because Houston and last night's preseason game, Houston had a couple big injuries. Their Pro Bowl running back, run, running back Lamar Miller, I reported this on my Instagram page, Isaiah Kid Podcast. If you don't follow that, go follow it on, on Instagram, Isaiah Kid Podcast, I-S-A-I-A. Kit, K-I-T-T, podcast, no spaces, no caps. And I reported that Lamar Miller, Pro Bowl running back, tore his ACL. And after that, right guard, the right guard for the Houston Texans, he had an apparent ankle injury or lower extremity injury that that he had suffered yesterday in last night's shellacking against the Dallas Cowboys where the Cowboys won 34-0. Um, I talked about that. Um, so I don't know where the AFC South goes from here because the Houston Texans they had they have a bad troubling tr- they had a bad troubling and skeptical offensive line. And their offensive line is not the not the best. Uh, I I even suggested that they should try to make a move to get um, Trent Williams from the Redskins. Trent Williams one of the best, if not the best, left tackle in football. I suggest that they make a move and make a trade and get him, because um, they they that could be that would be well needed for Deshaun Watson, um, and you know Tennessee, you know nobody talks about the Titans, but they've gone nine and seven the last three years, and it's not like they're a bad football team. They play in a good division with the Colts and Texans. The Texans made it to the playoffs. The Colts made it to the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, so they, they the, the Titans are a good team. They're a good football team, and Marcus Mariota have he has a lot to prove going into. He's going to be a free agent this year, so he has a lot to prove. Can he play sixteen games? Um, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars with their defense and Nick Foles. Um, so it's kind of a toss up in the NFC in the in the AFC South. I, I, if I'm a bet man, I'm still gonna go with Houston. I'm not gonna. I'm making my final predictions at the end 
of this week or next week, I'm going to give you my final NFL predictions. Who wins the, the who wins what division? Who gets to the playoffs possibly? I'm going to give you that whole episode when as the NFL season is approaching. Um but I just don't I just don't know you know, the AFC South is going to be very difficult this year. It's going to be competitive. It's competitive just about all the time. But got, got, it's going to be a good race because Houston got some injuries. Tennessee's a solid football team, not great. And then the Jaguars and then the Colts with Jacoby Brissett. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. I can't wait. It's going to be very interesting to watch. I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Now, let's move on to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, he made his second preseason debut. Or this is his second preseason game. He went 14 for 20, 188 yards, and a touchdown against the Kansas City Chiefs. He looked more like himself. He He looked more like the Jimmy G we saw in those last five games of the San Francisco 49ers season before last and then we and then those two games with the Patriots that he played and started for um the Patriots. He looked he looked more like that Jimmy Garoppolo in that seven game span. He looked that he looked more like that Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo until we have a full sixteen game season, you know, under Garoppolo's belt Garoppolo's story of his career is going to be sh- short sample sizes. Short sample sizes. Cuz Garoppolo, he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to I think he's a good quarterback. Um I'm not, you know, he got what he was worth on the market at the time. Nobody was in the market and San Francisco needed a quarterback. Um so he got what he was worth at the market at the time and the mar- and what the market was asking for. The 49ers, they're they're not in bad trouble with his contract. He he he's not he's not gonna be a big hit. It's say if Garoppolo was to get hurt again and the 49ers wanted to move off of him, they would it wouldn't be a big cap hit. I think it'd be like a five million dollar cap hit. It wouldn't be a, a bit a huge cap hit. So they got that going for them. But Garoppolo last night looked very good against the Chiefs. He looked very good. Throwing the ball more, throwing the ball with more accuracy. Throws, he looked more confident in the in stepping into the throws. Um, granted, it's preseason, of course, but we got on Jimmy Garoppolo when he went against that great Denver defense last week. So he played well. That's he showed good signs. He showed some signs of life. He showed signs of hey, I can play again. I can play. I can actually play. He looked good. He looked good. 14 for 20, 188 yards and a touchdown. Looked really good last night. He looked really good last night. If I'm if I was a betting man, I think he'll look more like that this season than what he showed against Denver. He'll look more like that, and that's why I have the San Francisco 49ers as my breakout team. I'm 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 standing by it. I think they're gonna double their wins this year from four to eight or maybe nine. I, I'm huge on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm huge on them. They got some. They got a favorable schedule. I, I like what they have. I like what they have. Um, I'm not. I wasn't so much worried about the performance. I thought. I figured. I kind of figured he'll bounce back. 
Kyle Shanahan throw some 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 help in there with the play calling. That certainly helped. That that always helps. So I wasn't worried about him and his performance at Denver against Denver, but it was surprising and it was shocking. It was kind of a disappointment. It was like, uh, I wanted to see what Jimmy Garoppolo looked like in his debut, and he really didn't. He didn't do nothing at all. Not really. He he didn't do nothing. And then he comes back his second preseason game, and he he shows that he belongs at where he, where he's at. He he showed that. So I I think it's only gonna go up from here with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, good job, good job from good job and good for Jimmy Garoppolo. Good for him. But he um 49ers are definitely gonna be my breakout team and I'm standing by that. I am standing by that call. They're gonna be a they're gonna be my breakout team this year. Um so let's move on and we got we don't have a lot on the docket no more. We we kinda tackled most of the big things and the big headlines that came out in the last few days. Um, Antonio Browns reported today that he lost again. He lost his grievance again against the NFL, and you know Antonio Brown. He's just—I kind of figured he was going to lose. He—he he had no. He had no. He had no. No. He had no business going to file going filing another grievance. He had no business doing that. He had no absolute business doing that. You know, it's just another another thing. He lost his grievance. He would have to now choose a choose a different regulation regula, regulation helmet that you know that the NFL approved. He have to he have to um just choose one of those helmets. Get over it. Stop being a kid. Stop putting on these antics. Stop putting on these childish acts. Get your thirty million dollars. The Ra- the Raiders are not gonna be. I don't think the Raiders are gonna be good this year. Get over yourself and just wear a damn helmet. Just get over yourself. I'm kind of glad that this Antonio Brown thing has gone down so far. This week could have a lot in store with him losing. Um, with him losing another grievance. This week can have a lot in store. Um, I also forgot to tell you guys that the Colts will let. They will let Andrew Luck keep the $24.8 million that they owe for Andrew Luck. He, they won't take that back. Um, he, he's going he's gonna to keep that. He's going to keep that. He's going to keep that. Um, but this is a sad story. Lance, Lance Kendricks has been suspended. Um, the Dolphins are now open up, are open to making big trades. With Kiko Alonso, the linebacker, the the Dolphins are now looking to make some moves and trades, and also Rashad Jones and Kenny Stills. Uh, so look for them to possibly be on a the move. They might be on a the move. They might be on the lookout. The Raiders cut Doug Martin. It's just some just some news that I didn't report, but it's gonna be. Could be significant. Jordan Reed got hurt again. You Redskins fans, we got some. We got some Redskins news as well. Jordan Reed, he gets hurt again. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Jordan Reed, he stays hurt. He can't find a way to stay healthy. He had a concussion. That and it was a pretty it was a pretty serious hit. I hope he's fine. And today, the Redskins named Case Keenum as their starter going into week one. They named their start they named their starter. I kind of figured that they would go with Case Keenum, the veteran leadership. Um Played at Denver last year. Huh? He didn't have the best year. Case Cannon will start for the Redskins week one. Uh, the Redskins, I don't think the Redskins will be very, they're not going to be very good this year. They'll win about six games, six, seven games. Um, but I'm kind of glad they didn't throw Dwayne Haskins out there. And I kind of figured that they wouldn't, you know, I kind of figured that they wouldn't. His mechanics need to be cleaned up a little bit. But he showed a little bit more. Showed a little bit more upside these last few weeks. So, Case Keenum will be the Redskins starter. Um, like I said, I'm going to give you my picks for the division and the playoffs and all that as soon as we get closer to the football, to the regular season. But Case Keenum is the Redskins starter. For all you Redskins fans, that is your starter. Case Keenum. <laughs> Case Canham is your starter. He he's not bad, but he's not good either. Case Canham will be your starter. <laughs> um, but this has been a good pod. I was excited to get back. Like I said, that road trip and that bus. That bus was a uh, was a moving sauna. That bus was steamy. I was I was frustrated on the way to Pennsylvania because the bus was just so hot and it was not a condition where a human should be in. It was absolutely horrible. The bus was terrible. Oh my god. That damn bus. It was a Caribbean coach. You know that gr- the the big green buses. A Caribbean coach. That damn bus was so hot. Oh my god. Don't you I I don't even want you guys to even feel nothing like that. That bus was so hot. Um the White Howard. The White Howard to the Lakers signed with the Lakers. I didn't really think this was a needed move. I I thought with LeBron and A D and JaVel McGee and Kuzma, I thought that was enough size already. The the league is not predicated on having a lot of size. The Clippers, they got a Mark Excuse me, Montrez Montrez Harold. He's six nine, six ten at best. He's their five, and he he just plays with a lot of energy and high powered. I didn't really like this move. I don't know what he does for them. You, you know, I guess rim protecting. I don't know the White Howard. I don't I don't know. It, it, does it make sense? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought they had enough size. I thought the Lakers' size with LeBron, with AD and JaVale McGee and LeBron and Kuzma, you know, Kuzma is about 6'9", 6'10", LeBron's about 6'8", you know, Anthony Davis is about 6'10", 6'11", and JaVale McGee's a 7-footer. I thought that was enough size right there. And if you were to go pick up another big in replacement of Cousins, maybe he has a similar skill set to Cousins, a guy that can shoot the ball, a guy that can, you know, Handle the ball a little bit. A guy that can distribute the ball. A guy that can spread the floor. Because now you got Biggs, Amphrey Davis. He can shoot, but he's not like a three-point shooting big. He's not a stretch big. Amphrey Davis, most of his points are going to come from dunks and layups. 
inside the paint and mid-range jumpers. JaVale McGee can't shoot. JaVale McGee, he, he's going to give you layups and dunks and alley-oops. And then Dwight Howard does the same thing JaVale McGee do. This is that JaVale McGee do it at a higher and better rate now. So I, I don't really get the move. Doesn't make sense. Not really big on Dwight Howard. It seems like these last few moves that the Lakers have made, these the last few, the first few that moves that they made in free agency were good schematically. They were good basketball. They were good basketball moves. But this Dwight Howard move doesn't make sense whatsoever. It it, it reminds me, it, it, it reminisces and brings up memories to last year with with them filling up their roster. It does not make sense. Um, I would like to see them go after Iguodala or another shooter, another guy on the bench that can come off the bench and defend and get some points on the board, another wing guy. I would like to see Kyle Kyle Cor- I think Kyle Corbin signed already. But I would like to see Iguodala or another guy, another shooter that can just come off the bench and give you a spark. I don't know if the way Howard can do that anymore. And I damn sure know he can't do it from the perimeter. So I, I don't know if that move makes sense. That's the Lakers, though. I, I still think they're going to be good. They have LeBron AD. I still think they're going to be good this year. But I really don't get that move. But story of the week, college football, injuries, and hot buses. That bus was so hot. Oh my God! I'm, I'm I'm sorry, and I keep talking about it, but it was very hot. Those it was hotter in that bus than it was outside, and it was very hot. But like I said, traveling with with throughout Pennsylvania, traveling throughout Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and on the way back home, the bus wasn't as hot because it wasn't as hot as it was outside, like it was on the way to Pennsylvania. But it was hot on the way there. Oh my gosh, it was hot. Shout out to the to the Roosevelt football team. But it was hot. Good God. Good Lord. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, college football this weekend. Later this week, we got some college football. We get to see all the big time programs that everybody loves: Clemson, Bama, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas. Oklahoma, we get to see all of them this week, this weekend, later this week, Thursday through Saturday. Then we got the NFL opening week, week one coming up. Woo! It's come, this, this, is, this is some of the best times. This is around October, November. This is the best time because you got the World Series. And this is the best time in sports in October and September because you got playoff baseball in the World Series. Then you got some college football. We, you, you know, you're going in, you're getting into the college, the depth and the meat of the college football season. Then you got the NFL, and then the NBA returns in October, and you got some NBA basketball throughout October and November, all the way till it gets warm. So this is just the best time in sports. September, October, November, December, best time in sports. Playoff baseball, you get college football, football, you get football back, period. But you get college football on Saturdays and NFL on Thursdays, Sundays, Mondays, you you know, and then you get NBA basketball. I can't wait. It's going to be good. Um, Keep 
Keep clicking. Keep clicking away. You guys are doing a good job at that. Thank you for all the support. Keep me in all your prayers. And I'm out. Peace, man. Peace.